And welcome back to the J&KL Show presented to you by 104.9 WPXM Paxton Rant Tool. Strap in. It's going to be a long one uh, for today. Once again, this is Monday's episode. Monday the 27th. Jay, what's going on? Not a lot, man. I know uh, we uh, have a lot of stuff to talk about. And obviously, I know you and I talked before we uh, kicked off the show tonight. Crazy yeah. news today, man. Crazy. Um, man, I, so I was sitting at a local watering hole down here, uh, watching the first uh, few big 10 games. Right. Um, and when I saw the notification pop up on my phone, I didn't really want to believe it. If that makes sense. I didn't have the wherewithal, I guess I had the wherewithal, but not physically wanting to make myself believe what happened and that's the passing of Kobe Bryant in a horrific way. Um, 41 years old, his daughter was on the plane with him. It's been reported. The coroner, I believe hasn't released any names or any information yet, but you know, the fact that he hasn't come out on Twitter, social media or anything and said that it's false. Yeah. Huh? I know, man. There's a lot of heavy hearts today, you know. My uh, my little brother put out a tweet earlier today. He kind of summed it up pretty good. He's like, this is a man who touched millions of lives and people only knew him through a TV screen. You know what I mean? And he right. moved so many people and his passion for the game and class act. I mean, he really, I mean, he was. He was, I would say, honestly, one of probably the best athletes of our lifetime so far he is by far my favorite professional athlete um for what i we were talking about what he did on the court third and or fourth now because lebron james just passed him up last night fourth in all-time points two tight or five titles two mvp finals uh or two mv finals mvps and i think he i can't remember what year he was the mvp i know he won multiple but he had two jerseys retired by the lakers I mean, on the court, phenomenal career. Off the court, even better. He was an entrepreneur. He didn't go to college, right? He had offers to go to Kansas and Duke when he came in. He was a 16th overall draft pick. And the fact that he took all, you know, a lot of his money and invested it in himself into his business, and he spent, you know, years learning how to operate one. And to become an entrepreneur and a mogul that he was, man, yeah. I'm just I'm I'm at a loss for words. I didn't really yeah, expect I mean, that's how the podcast is going to start today. I mean, it's, I mean, it's surreal. Like we were talking a little bit about it. It's almost to the point where you felt like a guy like that, who was so good at what he did, such an outstanding person, was just, for lack of a better term, untouchable. You know, when it comes to something like this or tragedy or an accident, and it just goes to show you. Nobody uh, is nobody's precious, you know. You gotta, yeah, life's precious. You gotta, you gotta enjoy your time and take advantage of it. And this is a really good example, you know. Whatever beef or stuff you got going on with people, whether it's family, friends, whatever, get rid of it, man. And that petty stuff, it ain't worth it. And it's crazy and awful that something like this has to happen. But Kobe, you know. Kobe Bryant, just to go through some of his accolades. 
Uh, he played in 1,346 games in 20 years. His career, he averaged 25 points, five rebounds, four assists. 18-time All-Star, two-time scoring champ, five-time NBA champion. He had two numbers retired, number 24 and number 8. 81 81 points in one game. I mean, this man, I would honestly say he is probably the most prolific scorer. You know, other than Kareem, obviously he's got 38,000 points. Nobody's going to touch Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Nobody. Right. I would just say, like, I don't think he would be, you know, considered the greatest all-around player ever, but I think he is the best scorer probably ever. Pure Gre- scorer. Greatest all-around player goes to Michael Jordan. Yeah. I was not. Oh, man, if we got people to it, man, we, we are starting some fires right That's here. Fun. Greatest <laughs> all-around player is Michael Jordan. Um, LeBron James is a best player of all around player in my lifetime. Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant, like you just said, ranks number one in prolific scoring. The ability to get the ball into the rim would be Kobe Bryant. Hands down, I agree. And then those teams that he won with, obviously he had Shaq uh, for a couple of them. He also had Derek Fisher. Who am I missing? Pau Gasol? Yeah, Pau Gasol was on yep. one. And But they were all led by none other than Kobe Bryant. I mean, the Mamba mentality is a real thing. Oh, yeah. You know, this is just one of those tragedies that you're going to look back and you're going to remember exactly where you were, exactly what you were doing today. You know where you're at, who you talk to. I mean, you're gonna you're gonna remember all the details from a day like this. And so I was significant this tragedy is. It's it's awful. I was sitting where I was at, and I saw the notification pop up. I was watching the Masters or the Masters, the Farmers Open. I think is what's going on. I was watching Tiger. Yeah. And I was watching uh, the Maryland and Indiana game. By the way, where Indiana didn't help us at all. The Illini. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, once it popped up on the screen, right, there's rumors that going around where I was at saying, oh, this is what happened. And I said, nah, that, that, that ain't right. That didn't happen. And all of a sudden, I look at my phone. I'm scrolling through Twitter. Kobe Bryant, breaking news. Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant. And then I look on ESPN, breaking news, remembering Kobe Bryant. And then, I, then the, finally they popped up on the news. They broke in and said, hey. Kobe Bryant went down in a helicopter crash. He has a 13-year-old daughter. Uh, I think her name is Gianna is how you say it. Yep. Uh, Gianna Bryant. Man, that I just my heart goes out to all of his family. His wife, his other two daughters, or three daughters, I think, importantly, most importantly. But that's such a loss for the NBA family. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, I know there was a lot of teams and things that came out today. They a lot of people thought nobody was going to play tonight. You know, they, I really think the NBA should have canceled all the games. Yeah, I do too. Who wants to be out there? Who wants to be on the floor? You know, exactly. Uh, I can't remember who it was. It was uh, the play-by-play guy for the Knicks. Yeah, Maybe I can't. The play-by-play or the TV announcer for the Knicks. He's like, this is just one of those things. Like, we're here. We're going to honor him, obviously, which is good. But no one wants to be here. 
I don't, you know, none of these players want to be playing. I don't want to be broadcasting. You know, this is just something that, you know, I mean, this is like a very important time. The NBA family, we got to, you know, we need to rally around that Bryant family and friends. And, you know, it's time for us to get back. That Exactly. That man gave us so many great memories, advice, experiences. I mean, there's nothing in the world you can do to ever pay back what he gave everybody. But, you know. Everything Kobe uh, Bryant did, his heart and soul was involved. I mean, every every aspect of his life. Raising his family, scoring 81 points in a game, winning, being, a, what, an 18-time All-Star. <sighs> and like you said, his own, he you know he's got his he had his own business. Yeah, he was. I mean, he I mean, he, he, he reached with out his investments. Right. A lot of people don't. You know, I think a lot of people kind of forget about how well he's done for himself in the business world. I mean, he was one of the first major stakeholders in the body armor drinks. Yes. Him and Anthony and Rizzo. they take off. I mean, they took off. I mean, body armor's everywhere. I remember that. I was a sophomore in junior college when those started coming out. And, I mean, we drank those things like crazy. And everyone's like, what are these? You know, and they just showed up one day. And here you are. You look, and Kobe Bryant's one of the main investors. And I'm like, wow. Just For him to just, you know, like you said, his mentality. He wanted to be the best at whatever he did, whether it's basketball Obviously, you know, we see videos being a dad. He's yep. with his girls all the time. He's going to he was going to AAU tournaments and travel stuff, you know, juggling the schedule and obviously a great businessman as well. I mean I I mean I'm with you. Like I I can't say enough good things about this man and I mean at the same time I'm at a loss for words when it comes to the situation, just like you said earlier. The uh Here's I was listening to an interview with Kobe Bryant and I can't remember what platform it was on, but he was telling, talking about his day, uh, what it was like for for Kobe Bryant to uh, when he was playing with the Lakers, obviously prime of his career. Um, he would wake up at 3 a.m. He would take a helicopter to the gym, go get his lift in. He'd go get a thousand shots up. He'd get back to his house. And he took a helicopter so he could be back to his house by 7, 7 a.m., get his daughters up, get their lunches made, get them to school, go back to the gym, get his work in for the day. And if they had a game that night, he would go home, rest up, eat up, and then he would go pick his daughters up from school and get to the game. How many yeah. – that is a genuine family man. That is a genuine man that cares about his craft – and January 26th will ever, forever in my heart be remembered as Kobe Bryant Day. Amen to that. I think we owe it to him for sure. And then, so Kobe Bryant's passing, that happened today. We also had another passing. That was just get the heartfelt stuff out of the way early. Yeah. Um, Robert Archibald, um, Illini great, won two consecutive Big Ten titles uh, with the Illini basketball team. And Ron Kruger brought him in. He was from St. Louis. He was the first Scottish player to be drafted by the NBA. He passed away this week at too young at the age of 39. That's Archibald's another player of mine. What I'm thinking, you know, of my childhood, he sticks out. Him and Kobe both. Yeah, I mean, he's iconic. He was 
part of a really, really good Fighting Illini team. And, you know, I feel like the Illini basketball, you know, obviously the Flying Illini back 80s, early 90s, we were always, you know, we've always been a competitive team. But I feel like when Archie was around in that squad, you know, they kind of put us back on the map a little bit, if that makes sense. And obviously good recruits started flowing in, you know, the next two or three years we get really good players. You know, we got guys like D Brown and Darren Williams, Luther Head, Augustine, you know, in the 05 team, obviously, shortly after all the work that he did. It was, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the same kind of thing. It's a lot of heavy hearts in the sports world this week, for sure. Robert Archibald, uh, I believe he just moved back to Champaign, too, um, from my understanding. And I know he owned an insurance business. A lot of those guys, Trent Meacham, uh, Jay Lehman, uh, who else? Robert Archibald, they're moving back to Champaign. I know Robert was owned an insurance business, so him and his wife and his two kids as well. It was fun seeing Robert uh, walking around uh, the line around Memorial Stadium in Lot 32, uh, seeing him at tailgates. You know, that's just a line I great of mine that, once again, just brought so many memories. Yeah, and, and he embodied being a – He was a true Illini. You know, yeah, he embodied he, being a good uh, – same kind of thing, good guy. He wasn't the type of man who – you know, pictured himself to be above everyone else. Like you said, he he comes back to Champaign where the whole thing started with him. He mingles with fans. You know, he mingled with fans still. You know, he's at football games, like you said. I mean, I know there was, like, tons and tons of people that, you know, I'm friends with or whatever on Facebook and people that I know, you know, they have pictures with him at tailgates. You know, they're like, yeah, we were walking around and, Archie was out there in our lot when we were tailgating. He stopped and, you know, had a drink with us. We were talking. And, you know, that's a guy who doesn't have to do something like that. And he did, you know, right. it just kind of speaks to who he was and the type of guy he was. Absolutely. So, once again, man, I, I'm just, I just got to take a second for Jay and I to recover because I don't know if you can tell in my voice. Usually, Jay and I are both pretty upbeat on this uh, program, but. Archie passing away and Kobe Bryant, the news of that just had my whole day thrown off. So we'll turn it around here. Uh, but once again, hearts, my heart, I know yours is too, uh, is with Archie and uh, Kobe, the Mamba, Mamba mentality. So hearts and prayers, thoughts and prayers with their families. Um, just be with, you know, keep sending out those tweets and social media and, you know, that you're here and remember what those guys did should be remembered, you know, more for when they're alive than when they're past. That's with a lot of players and not just professional athletes in general. That's with everybody. But, yeah, you know, it's just that. a sad time. Yep, the uh, the grieving process is going to be a long one. You know, it's, for it's, Illini family and obviously the whole entire basketball family throughout the not, – not necessarily just, you know, here, but the world, you know. so Yeah, but because yeah. Interna- internationally what those – Two guys now. Archibald obviously in the NBA didn't have half the as high of a profile of a career as Kobe did, but right. as an Illini, as both you and I both being members of the media and Illini fans, I just Archie is just tough to tough to handle. And the fact that the Illini got a win yesterday was was very touching to me and a lot of Illini fans too. Yeah, I think uh, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna say the defense that Xavier Simpson played on Io in the final five seconds. I think Archie helped us out a little bit there because he was draped all over Io and 
Uh, I think I think Archie was with us in Ann Arbor helping uh, helping that shot go in a little bit. Big time win for the Illini yesterday for sure. Yeah. Sorry, I'm talking to the graphic designer. Um, there's the graphic designers really helping us out here, making us a new logo. <clears throat> nice. This is going to be a very laid back style podcast, basically because Jay and I were both busy uh, Thursday afternoon, so we weren't around for the Friday episode. So my apologies on that um, as well. Just kind of took Thursday off, essentially. Uh, didn't really miss a whole lot other than that big Illini win, but. We're 16 minutes in. This is going to be a pretty long episode, so just uh, it's going to be pretty entertaining because I'm watching a few games right now, talking to the graphic designer as we're recording. Heck yeah! Like we said, laid back style. That's that's the kind of that's the kind of stuff that uh, you and I do. You know, we got multiple things going on. We want to bring you the best stuff. So sometimes that means we're going to be watching games and looking stuff up while we're while we're talking with everybody. And I'm ready, man. I'm excited. I, I was ready to go on. Thursday, and then I had the referee last minute. Like you said, just kind of threw a curveball at everything, but happy to be back on schedule and, and get things rolling and always uh, provide some good content for the listeners, for sure. You refereed. I uh, ended up doing homework, ended up catching up on that, so it worked out for both of us. Heck yeah. Oh, let's see. The Illini. How about it, man? How about it? Sole possession of first place in the Big Ten. Not only that. How about this? First time we've swept Purdue and Michigan in the same season since 05, and the first time since 2009 we've swept Purdue in revenue sports. I mean, come on. Without Alan Griffin on Saturday as well, might I add. Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about Michigan game on Saturday. If you'd have told me, Kofi, you and I had a conversation. We were texting a little bit back and forth during the game. Kofi had a very freshman first half. Um, you could see that. That was very clear, very apparent. But he also played 33 minutes against Purdue. So if you'd have told us that our front court would have played the way they did, Alan Griffin would have been on the bench the whole game, that we'd have went in there and stunned. I will say stunned because they were favored because Livers came back. Right. Michigan on their home court in Ann Arbor in the Chrysler Center. No, there's no way that would have happened. No, and, you know, that was – it really was. Everyone kind of talked about how Michigan's post defense had been lacking a little bit. And, you know, at the same time I heard that, I'm like, I don't know. I really think, like you said, Kofi having a freshman first half, I got to hand it to Teske, man. That dude is no joke. And I really feel like he was the first big all year that Kofi had seen that he couldn't essentially bully. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Teske has a little bit of He's got a little bit of girth to him as well. I mean, he's right up around that seven-foot mark Senior. like Kofi is. Right. He's been in the Big Ten for three, four years now. He knows what it takes. He's been on the – you know, he's been a part of the, the stud Michigan teams, you know, when he was young with Trey Burke and guys like that. And I mean, you know, he was around right around that time. And I was I was nervous about that matchup. I'm like, this – this guy's no joke, and it's going to be a test in that first half, kind of really proved. And I think was a good thing at the same time. Mike Kofi's like, all right, I got to bring it, you know. This guy's not going to lay down like a lot of other people, you know. Like Purdue, for example, the Harms kid, he's got some length to him. but uh, Don't get me started to, on him. I know, but compared to Kofi and essentially a lot of people, I mean, he, 
that dude looks like he weighs a hundred pounds soaking wet. Yeah. He and just he's flopping all over the floor. Like he's just too worried. He, he's too worried about his hair. Yeah. Just he, cut it. Flopping all over the floor and flailing and like whining. Like he looks like the kind of guy who is literally like, he's about to cry when he gets fouled. I'm like, he's like, Oh, don't touch me like that. I'm like, <laughs> dude, like get out of here. God, he's just, I don't know. If here's, here's the thing. Michigan missed how many free throws down the stretch in the second half? Oh, that was huge. I mean, there was no, they missed two front ends, and then there was a double bonus that they had. Uh, I think it was it might have been Wagner for Michigan was at the line, who's like yeah. an eighty-seven yeah. percent free throw shooter, and he misses two, which keeps it at a two-point game. You know, I'm like, okay, we're down two. He's gonna make two free throws. You know, I think there was like a minute and twenty seconds left at that time, minute and a half. I'm like, okay, he's going to make two. They're going to be up four. We have to go down and score and then stop again. And he misses both and gives us the ball back. I'm like, oh, my. I couldn't believe it. And then you go on top. Oh, I want to say this, okay. Iodesumu is the best player in the last four minutes of the game I think I've ever seen in college Ice. basketball. Ice. He's done that six straight games. Six. That's what I'm saying. And, you know, he – and I'm going to be honest. I was one of the naysayers at the beginning of the year. You know, I thought he was forcing stuff, and he was – you know, uh, I didn't think he was playing real well, and we were all kind of talking about his draft stock going down and stuff like that. And I think he heard a little bit of that too, and he's like, all right, all you people that think I can't do it, you know, whatever. You just wait. I'll show you. And then – uh a guy like that walks into Michigan and drops a career-high 27 and essentially, you know, down the stretch, puts the squad on his back. Yeah, hold on. Strap up, boys. I'll carry you. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then – Yeah, Kofi, you seven-pound, you seven-foot, 290-pound guy. Yeah, come on, get on here. I'll get us a win. Trent Frazier – Getting into foul trouble. That third foul he picked up on that charge or that block or blarge or whatever it was, that's a no call. Let that go because that swings the whole momentum of the game. Changes it in an instant. It was. That was a tough call. And, you know, unfortunately, everything I saw, he was in that restricted area. And that restricted area is like a, a no contact zone as a secondary defender. So, like, when a guy drives down the lane and beats his man, and Trent steps up. If there's like any contact at all, it's supposed to be a foul. And as soon as I saw him in the arc, I'm like, oh no, here we go. You know, normal under the I, rim. I'm like, he wasn't even close to being out of the arc. I'm like, dude, just you know, not necessarily lay down, but just be smart, knowing you have three fouls with 12 minutes left. Like, give him a layup. Yeah, just you know? let that go. And I know he's smarter than that. And. But, I'll tell you what, I'm kind of happy with the way he's playing, too. He gets the thousand-point, you know, thing off his shoulders, and all of a sudden and, he kind of takes fire, you know. He's the kind of guy who has been a very streaky shooter in the past. You know, he's had he had spans even last year, you know. I mean, I know we weren't as good, but he'd go two or three games where he shoots, you know, 45 46% from three, and he's scoring 20 a game. And then, the next, you know, the next week he's – nowhere to be found like right like irrelevant to the offense he's he's settled into his new role very well um knowing that i hey, i was the takeover guy i i this is io's team 
Okay. He settled into that role um, later. I will say after the Bragg and rights game this year, you know, that I don't necessarily have to be the guy to come down the floor and make big plays. The Iowa DeSoon moves made for that. You go look at Trent Frazier. As long as he's there for the kick out on the three-point line and he hits that first one, it's over. GG, boys. Go, might as well hit the showers because he's going to drop he, 25. He has been money from behind that three-point line. And, and I mean, I, like, there's a and lot like of, I'm saying, I think that's all because of the fact that he take he gets that pressure taken off of his shoulders, knowing, hey, my freshman year, sophomore year, I had to be the takeover guy, right? Mm-hmm. I had to be the go-to guy to hit the shot. That pressure's taken off of him. We can see what he can do beyond the arc, and literally just let her fly. I I was talking to another guy um, about this as well. You know, if he's gonna let her chuck, let her chuck. I'm good with him throwing up a heat check from his four feet inside the timeline. Till he misses, let him go. Absolutely. And, you know, a lot of his shots, too, it's not like guys are forgetting about him. You know, people are following him around. And, I mean, he's hitting he's hitting some, like, NBA depth threes with the shot <laughs> yeah. clock under 10 guys in his face. I'm like, all right, Trent, I see you. I see you working. And he's just so calm, cool, and collected. That's what this whole this, – this backcourt for the Illini, minus, minus Monte – but Monte came up huge with a couple of defensive stops in the latter half of that Michigan game. Um, he's just a defen- He's he's just going to play in your shorts, as most people like to say. Now he's going to get up in your teeth. He's going to smack you in the mouth, and he's going to make you earn it. And, and I, then, I would really like to have seen the difference in his offensive potential if he hadn't blown his knee out. Yes, I really think exactly. it would be different. I really think it would be way different. Because I'm telling you what, man, watching that guy play in high school, he had some springs on him. I mean, he he made some plays. We always go to the Pontiac Holiday Tournament every year, and obviously Williams being a, uh, a Peoria Manual grad, they go to that tournament every year. And, I mean, he he showed he belonged in that upper tier of basketball players, Division One level, and I'm like, this kid's going to be for real. Yes. And then obviously he has that injury, and I'm like, man, I really do. I really believe that he'd have been way different. But another thing, you know, is at the same time, he's a big team guy. You know, his dad, Frankie Williams, was in Illinois as well. It means something to him to be on that squad. Yes. I think he's really kind of fell into that role. You know, he knows I got guys around me like Io and Trent and – Kofi and you know even Georgie at times you know that are going to score points you know I got to lock my guy down I got to make sure I rebound and I'm good defensively I get I give good minutes off the bench you know and him and Allen are rotating time and I really think he's done a good job at that honestly you know you hate to see the you know for, for lack of a better term you know the the black hole offensive wise but yeah, DeMonte has the reddest of lights. I I literally, I laughed for about five <laughs> minutes when you sent me that tweet. I'm Derek, like, that I, is hilarious. a fact. That is a fact. Oh, man. I just got the drive. She, graphic designer, was a friend of mine at Parkland. Um, dude, these are sick. You're getting me eager now. You're gonna have to send me these. Yeah, I'll show you the I'll show you the doc. Dude, these are good stuff. 
Yeah, and I tried to make us one of these, right? Yeah. And try is I sent it to you. Try is the the proper word. <laughs> Everything I came up with was terrible. Uh, I mean, you'd be way way better. Graphic design work Our, is, is awful. Is not something that I yeah. Yeah, artistic ability is not not a thing over here. So, yeah, at least you gave it a shot. I'd have been like, "Yep, miss me with that." We'll send that to someone else. Now, did you get the link? I did. All right. Yeah. Big time. Those are sick. Yeah, and she did it on her own time in. too. I mean, That's those are awesome. I'm a big I mean, fan of all of them. It's going to be hard to pick. I'm a big fan of number four, the very top one on my phone. I don't know what it is on yours. Yeah, I see it. I like that one. I yeah, like that's... the, uh, I like six too. Six? Yeah. Let me look at it. Yeah, that's the one I'm looking at. I like six too. That's. I'll send you some of the ones when we get done recording tonight. I'll send you some of the ones that I made. They're not good. <laughs> hey, like I said, you ain't got to convince me, man. At least you gave a shot at him. Like, no way. So that, well, at least that's something to look forward to. We got to, uh, some. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess I know the one thing I wanted to talk about is what what is Alan Griffin doing? Yeah. What is he doing? Um here's here's the thing. What can we chalk that up to? Can we chalk that up to a heat of the moment deal? Can we chalk it up to being eighteen years old? Can we chalk it up to not having your head screwed on right? I it's probably a little harsh, but it that's that's exactly what it was like. There's no need to step on him to make your point. Come down on the other end of the floor, take the ball from him. Yeah, it was like, I don't know. I, it was just, you know, more so disappointing. Like, this kid has gotten so much praise, and he's done so well, and he was on no one's radar. It's right he's on cue, ain't it? Yeah. And he's doing all this good stuff. He's playing great defense. He's rebounding. He's scoring. You know, essentially taking some pressure off Io and Trent, you know. I mean, he's a guy who could shoot the three and get to the rim. And just the outstanding job that he'd been doing and all the praise that he'd been getting for him to do something like that, I was really disappointed. The, and there are people that were trying to defend him. I'm like, no. That, that like, that, that was obvious. No, no part of that altercation, to me, was unintentional at all. None of it. The... Here's why I have such an issue with what happened. He got ejected, as he should have. That's a flagrant two. Um, rightfully so. You can't just step on a dude's chest. Now, right. the same the same night, there was that whole fiasco at Kansas with Kansas and Kansas State. The Big Ten had no business stepping in there. That is an in-house issue. The Big Ten and the NCAA took care of it once they gave them the flagrant two. There was no malicious intent behind what Griffin did. Yeah, you, uh, so he gets two games for stepping on somebody, half halfway stepping on somebody, and then yeah. a kid from Kansas who 
is throwing punches only gets two games. Just a how's, how does that work? complete and utter riot in that game. Obviously, with the type of coach Brad Underwood is, he's going to handle that. Like, it's not like he's going to be like, okay, well, we're going to go back to Champagne and you're going to run a little bit and this is going to be over with. No, you're going to sit down on the end of the on, on the end of the bench right. and think about, yeah, or, or next to me, and think about what you did while you're watching your team out there, the ones that you're hurting. I strongly believe that, you know, I don't know if it would have been two games, but I strongly believe that Underwood and Whitman would have got together, and I really don't think Alan Griffin would have played at Michigan regardless of the Big Ten and NCAA being involved. I Correct. don't think he would have played. Correct. And – I think I was talking to your dad about this. That should have no, been. A, yeah, you're going to get me going on the NCAA. I know you are. You're, you're just going to do it. That yeah. should have been an in-house suspension. That should have been handled by the University of Illinois, Brad Underwood, and Josh Whitman, the athletic director. The Big Ten or the NC2A has no business being involved in that. None whatsoever. And if it's Michigan, are they involved? If it's Michigan State, are they involved? Who knows? I know. I mean, the NCAA, yeah. I mean, the NCAA essentially is like a dictatorship. Yep. I, nobody, yeah, regulate, I, nobody regulates them. They do whatever they want. Nobody knows the basis of the majority of the decisions that they make, whether it be You and I were talking about Go know, ahead. Yeah, they, they, there's just no, like, there. You know, I'm just the kind of guy that likes organization. I want to know the reason behind suspensions. Like, if you do this, you're going to 100% get this suspension. Right. For this X amount of games, you commit X yeah. issue. X right. issue is going to get you Y, y opposite reaction. Uh, right. an equal I just reaction. want to know why a kid who from Kansas who maliciously is throwing punches. Picking up chairs. Yeah, you know, how does a kid injuring fans two of those kids get two and three games for legitimately getting in a fight? And a riot. I'm, not I'm not condoning what Alan Griffin did. Right. I just for him to get the same suspension for something like that, you know what I mean? That's where this gray this gray area that's involved with the NCAA, I, I don't I don't get it. And the you same can, kind of thing like you and I talked about, like the transfer thing. Yes. How is it that some kids get to play when they transfer and some don't? How? How? If it's the same situation, okay. Well, let's look at the Illinois, the Illini again in that specific spot when it comes to transfers. Um, Luke Ford transferred home from Georgia back to Champaign. He's a tight end that is going to change this offense next year. He transfers back to Champaign. He's from De Southern Illinois. Comes home because his grandpa's sick. He's out of the 100-mile radius. Well, if you look, the next closest school besides the U of I is Louisville. Yeah. To, Car to uh, I think it's, oh, man, it's not Carlisle. It's, not, it's, Southern, it's a smaller town in Southern Illinois. You look at the school. Illinois is 107 miles away on Google Maps, 107 miles away from his hometown. You look at the next closest Division One university, like I was saying, that's Louisville to us. Yeah. Geographically, miles wise, it's Louisville. Well, Indiana and obviously and all them, but time wise, but miles, I think the straight shot from here is to Louisville. And then 
Brock Johnson transferred, I believe, from Virginia Tech or to Virginia Tech. His mom has a brain tumor, and he's denied eligibility. Yeah, and you got people that, you know, you got other stories like kids that transfer back to Miami. (laughs) Justin Fields. We have a history of going to jail and being arrested, and they get to play. Yes. You got kids like Luke Ford and, and, and the other kid you're talking about, Brock Johnson. I'm like, they're outstanding kids. They have they have given everyone no reason to believe that, you know, they've done anything wrong or something's going to come up. What's the big deal? Like, what? And then, and then here the, here's the NCAA's reasoning on why Luke Ford couldn't play. His grandfather wasn't a part of his nuclear family. I don't know about most families. My specific situation, my grandfather's my nuclear family. Yeah, like what? What do you mean? And then, okay. Terrible, terrible, terrible explanation. And then you go back. Here's another situation that immediately comes to mind. James Wiseman. That uh, Did you follow any of that with Memphis this year? Yeah, I did. Okay, so you have James Wiseman. All of that, the situation that he was in, I'm not going to get into it because I'll just get irritated. Because there's so much that's not clear in that whole ordeal that I don't think I really want to know. But he gets fined by the NCAA. Fined. This kid's got nothing. They know he has nothing. No money. Even if he does, you're going to ask these players to pay back a fine where they don't make money and they're just supposed – they're there for education, right? It's supposed to be. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's not like those guys can work a job like because they'll get know, in trouble regular... they can't take right. any money they can't work a job they can't sell their names if, if they take any money from the university for a job they get they get in trouble they get banned by the ncaa not necessarily banned but suspended what's the point better be there better be if that's the case in the base that the ncaa is going off of then LSU better be getting a call because Odell Beckham's throwing $100 bills around after they win. And it doesn't matter if Joe Burrow's there or is graduated or not. He's still at the university. It doesn't yeah, matter. And so, you know, you got a guy handing people $100 bills, like multiple $100 bills. Is that not the same thing? Where do we it, draw the line? There's so much gray area. That's what I'm saying. It looked like Odell in that locker room was handing away a couple game checks from this year, though, didn't it? I'm sure. I'm, 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 yeah, I don't know, man. I, Why was Ezekiel Elliott? I really, I really did like how the kid from Memphis handled it, though. Yeah, he just quit. He, he quit. They said, yeah, he I'm, says, see ya. I'm going to get drafted anyway. Yeah, I'm so seven I'm foot. I'm going to play overseas, and I, I'm going to get drafted in the same, you know, same place I was going to anyway. So right. stick it. <laughs> you got well, LaMelo Ball, he's doing the same thing. He's in uh, where Lithuania right now playing Euro, uh, the second next, the next best league right behind the NBA. That's where yeah, the league. Because what was, what was the gray area there? It had something to do with the, the sneaker endorsements. It was with the big baller brand because he's, he's a part of that, part of that uh, company. He can't, be making, he can't be associated with the company because he's playing in the NC2A. And that's just. The Ball family is, this is might offend somebody, but it's the same as the Kardashians to me, and I don't <laughs> care. I really don't care at all, Jay, about that. I re- I just want to watch basketball. I want to watch I know, football. And I, I do think that, you know, 
I think for the most part, the boys are, I think I, they mean well. I think they just want to play basketball. Obviously, they're probably a little greedy, you know. As they, you know, should they always be. say the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Their old man is a nut. He is a nut. He's psycho. <laughs> he's he's crazy. And then talking I, about how he can beat Michael Jordan in one on one. Get out of here, man. I feel so bad for LaMelo Ball because of that situation right there. LaMelo Ball has completely fixed his shot in New Orleans. Man, we're really talking a lot about the NBA and I kind of like it. Lonzo, right? Lonzo. Yeah, Lonzo. Lonzo Ball. Went to UC, the one that you went to UCLA. That's Lonzo. Yeah. He's in New Orleans right now. Went to the Lakers, and the fixed his shot. Now he's got to deal with his dad and that whole situation about how he doesn't want to be a part of the, the brand anymore. B because the shoes are six hundred dollars and they fall apart in the next day. So yeah. I, I don't know. That's that situation there. That's never going to go away because the youngest one's probably the best one out of all of them. Yeah, but I think they just player. be be best getting away from their dad mm-hmm. i'm gonna go get fill up my water cup real quick i'll be right back no you're good this will be entertaining yeah i guess we can take some time to thank everybody for tuning in i know we've had a few responses on uh via twitter i know i've gotten some text messages and stuff people are starting to tune in a little bit so obviously we want to give some love to the the listeners, the consistent listeners, and we hope that you'll stick with us and promote us a little bit. Try to put us on the map some. But, I mean, it's good stuff. It's a lot of fun, you know what I'm saying? This is There's nothing better than being able to sit here and talk sports and do something you love. So, anyway, for those of you that listen, tune in, and showing us some love via Twitter, whatever, text message, we appreciate it. And, uh, you know, hopefully you keep coming back. Hopefully you uh, don't have anything to do for two hours here and on uh, Monday. And yeah, Monday. Can hear our hear our rant. Be right though, you know. At NCAA, it's a good topic of conversation, but I'm the same way. It's just going to get me hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, yeah. So kind of going off that, I'm talking about Luke Ford, man. I'm not as big into the football scene as you are as far as like the actual roster and stuff but i mean after watching videos of luke ford and obviously him going to georgia i mean are we gonna have a chance to make some noise football wise i mean is he that much of an impact player offensively well brandon peters being a senior is really gonna help you get joshy matter baby back reggie love who knows what he can do uh in the backfield he might he's a freshman if he doesn't if love he doesn't redshirt him Right. Uh, he's going to be a big help, but you still have uh, – who am I missing? Mike Epstein, if he comes back, he just tore his knee again. If he comes back, we'll have him. Trayvon Sidney will be back. We pretty much don't have any replacements on the – or any replacements, any uh, turnover on the offensive line. Doug Kramer, Kendrick Green. Uh, who else am I missing? Man. So they're the all back. Mostly all back. Then. The only issue they're gonna, we're going to have is on defense, the defensive line, because they, they they all graduated. Right. You're going to need some big production out of some redshirt uh, freshmen, which like Keith Randolph. What um, about the secondary? I know our secondary was, I mean, atop the country for a while, you know. You, dra- you graduate Stanley Green. Um that hurts. Uh, you get back. Delay Harding's gone. Uh, Milo Eifler's gone. 
Uh, the defense, man, that's going to be a sad, sad so state of affairs. Lovey's going to have to do some big, big work for that this year or this offseason. Well, you get Marquez Beeson back in the secondary. And I'd like to see him be a ball hawk, maybe play free safety as opposed to corner. He's a lockdown corner, but we don't have a safety that can just roam the field and right. anticipate passes. And I swear, Beeson on his medical redshirt freshman year, he could be that guy for Lovey. Mm-hmm. And he's just got the swagger behind him, too. He's got the swagger, same type of mentality Eddie Jackson does. That's a pretty good guy to emulate your uh, your defensive play style after, I'll tell you that. But that defense, that, uh, I'm very concerned about the defense and what, what's going to happen with them this year. That's kind of why I'm just more focused on a line eye basketball right now. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't really want to worry about football, but no, Not the offense the offense will be okay. Uh, once again, you got a lot of seniors. Your 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 line is experienced, especially your center, because I'm a big Doug Kramer fan. I, he's been around through thick and thin. His senior year is hopefully going to be a good one. He'll be a captain for sure. Isaiah Williams, what he's going to bring to the table, whether he's playing quarterback, I seriously think Brandon Peters is obviously going to win that spot. Um, and then you look at – you could put him in the slot with Darnie Navarro. Uh, Stampley just uh, transferred. He's not playing his last season at the U of I. So Because the, the Casey Washington stepped up, and he played a lot of valuable minutes last year, his freshman year, because he had to. I don't know. That offense is going to be fun to watch. When I think of Lovey Smith, I don't think of offense. I know, right? But The old Tampa 2, baby. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think he's going to be able to run any twos. No, none. Because he ain't going to have the personnel unless something happens. Yeah. But, well, you know, hopefully, I guess, you just got to put your trust in that professional staff grooming some kids to step up, hopefully. Austin Clark getting hired by the Dolphins hurts. Mm-hmm. He was a huge part of getting some of these uh, big name recruits in here that uh, played really well for us last year, and then building or building relationships already. I don't know. Austin Clark, good for him. Wish him the best, but that stings for the Illini. Yeah, that is a tough loss. But the uh, Lovey Smith already had that worked out here. He brought in two guys immediately after uh, Austin Clark told Lovey that he was going to the NFL, which that was coming. Austin Clark's young, so yeah. And when you're that good, and when you're that good at your craft, what you do at that age, if that's the all the turnover, can, the sooner they can get you at their professional level. I mean, that that guy has a pretty high ceiling when it comes to his, you know coaching potential and where he could end up you know I, I could see him moving through the ranks not only with the Dolphins but maybe with someone else you know I feel like he's the kind of guy that falls into a role where everyone you know kind of turns their head and they're like who who's getting the head job or who's getting that job kind of like uh uh like the the Packers head coach you know LaFleur LaFleur yeah you know like he's talking about his days being a grad assistant at Central Michigan, you know, like a place that obviously is it's Division One football. It's it's good stuff, but, you know, you're like, who? Right. And then he gets a job, and obviously it helps having a guy like Aaron Rodgers, but, you know. I'm still, tired of that guy. I know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm 
ecstatic that he gets to be the same place I am watching the Super Bowl on his, <laughs> on his couch. I'm ecstatic about Stick that. Stick it to him. Yeah. I'm sorry for all you Packer fans that tune in. Rocky, Rocky, if you're tuning in, sorry, not sorry. I'm happy your boys are at home for the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> oh, it, man. Uh, real quick, our graphic designer. Um, her name is Madeline Lee. Uh, she is a student at Parkland College. Uh, pretty good friends with her. So, once again, thanks, Maddie, uh, for all of your work there. She wants to use it for her portfolio just to add another, you know, step to it. So, we're glad that we can help you out. And I'm glad, you will trust me, you helped us more than we, I think we probably helped you. Uh, but yeah, That's good thanks. stuff. Yeah, shout out to Maddie. But yeah, Maddie Lee, uh, she helped us out with our new logos. Jay and I will pick one for hopefully uh, pick one here and we'll stick with it. She says she wants to, wants it, wants, or she, we want her to edit them a little more. She can. She wants to hone her skills a little bit better. So we might, but the man, the ones she sent us are top notch. But yeah, I'm glad that uh, Aaron Rodgers, sorry, Rocky, like you were saying, is sitting on the couch watching it with you and I. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm pumped for this game too. This is. This is going to be fun. I think it's going to be a fun Super Bowl. I really do. Absolutely. Uh, we'll have a little more on that. Oh, can you record Wednesday? Or are you yeah. busy? Okay. We'll probably record Wednesday because uh, the Illini are home at Thursday, and I'll be able to make it after my web class at 7 So, or before my web class. So that's I'm going to try to go to I I have season tickets. I haven't been able to go for a couple weeks. Kind of want to go, especially since they're playing well right now, and I'm really excited for that Michigan game here, Michigan State game, excuse me, coming up. They, they play Minnesota kind of, Thursday. Yeah, that's kind of funny. We're kind of throwing shade at the Packers a little bit. You know that I'm scrolling through Facebook here, and I'm seeing. Speaking of throwing shade, Stephen A. Smith, the king of throwing oh, shade in the oh media boy. world, fires oh back. I know Joe Rogan kind of came out on his podcast and talked about. How this man doesn't know anything about fighting. Stephen A. already comes out firing back at Joe Rogan like, you're wrong, I'll prove you're wrong, blah, blah, blah. You know, that's just funny. I just saw that. That was funny. Did you? Uh, oh, Stephen A. Stephen A. is. Do you like Stephen A.? I'm not trying to put you on the spot. No, no, I, I you're not putting me on the spot at all. The, uh, I, am not, I am not a fan of Stephen A. Smith. You know why but I listen to him? That are, I just don't like the flamboyant personality, you know, screaming and yelling. It's just so funny to me, those types of shows. <laughs> yeah, I wonder but... if they just have to sit behind or off, off the air. They just have to sit there and flip a coin at who's going to take what stance on every argument. Do they ever agree on anything? <laughs> no, that's that's the whole point of it. <laughs> You know, there's going to be some times that you and I don't agree with each other. I'm sure coming up this baseball season, just to name one. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm sure there's going to be some times. But also, I'm going to say, I'll go ahead and probably say 87% of the time, we're going to agree. Maybe a little higher even. But, you know, the disagreements are what makes what makes sports talk sports talk. I get that. But you don't have to disagree about literally everything that you talk about. I, it's everything. And I Yes, it, I guess you can probably credit it back to, you know, it's what sells, you know? Yeah, it the does. Drama, the drama is 
it's what sells. It's what makes people watch or read, you know, if it's journalism type stuff. First Take is one of the highest viewed shows in America. And I mean, and now when I say I don't like Stephen A. Smith, I'm just saying his, I don't know, his personality and being loud and screaming and yelling. That's exactly what turns me off of it. I think he knows his stuff. I think he's very good at what he does. The whole Dallas Cowboy thing that he gets on when the, they're playing, that's yeah. funny. I like that. That's hilarious. I'll never forget that that video. <laughs> Him and Michael Irvin? That one, and then when Shaq, when Shaq called in <laughs> on his show. Yeah, dude. Shaq. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is, that is a great video for those of you that are listening that have never seen the Stephen A., Live call in from Shaq on his show talking about the Cowboys. That is hilarious, man. You know, do you know you know who Mike Francesa is, right? Yes. Do you ever uh, <laughs> do you ever listen to those guys that call in and troll him? I've listened to a few. That's the same kind of thing, man. Those are my favorite. <laughs> when those guys have no idea and someone puts them on the spot, and they're like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> and there's one I was listening to. Is this guy called in? Is talking about peanut butter. And the and Francesco is looking at his producer, like, what is this guy? And he goes, what are you, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it was the whole delivery of the whole thing, and then he got on a fifteen minute tangent about peanut butter. Although I will say, Francesca is a sports pope. Oh yeah, he's big time. And I don't care for New York sports very much. Well, let me rephrase it: I don't care about New York sports at all, but. <laughs> Um, but, uh, he, I don't know. I just really like listening to him. Yeah, no, he's very good. I would agree. Very good. One of the best. I'm scrolling through Twitter to see what's popping off other than the coronavirus. Yeah. That's That's crazy. Oh, let's see. Oh, did you see uh, what Dallas Keuchel said uh, at SoxFest this week? I did not. So basically, he just came out and was like, sorry for that. I was involved in the 17 season, and I don't know. It was like a pity party. And, yeah, you were on the team. Were you directly involved? No, maybe not. But maybe – are you going to say something? No, because it changes your locker room. I don't know. It was just like a sad, like heartfelt apology that he's getting ripped for. Maybe yeah. he wasn't directly involved. The whole team may not have been involved. I understand that, but guilty by association, I guess, is kind of what I'm getting at. I would agree with that. You know, I'm sure there'll probably be some repercussions for him as well, just for being involved. But you know, going back to that whole thing, you know, obviously the cheating thing is wrong. It's terrible, but. I saw a video today. Uh, was Freddie Freeman was kind of talking at the same kind of thing, uh, like uh, Sox Day, but it was for the Braves. And he was talking about um, their former teammate, teammate Chris Medlin. He was a pitcher for the Braves, and um, in I can't remember what it was. It might have been 2017 or maybe it was 2018. Chris Medlin is a guy who's kind of struggling a little bit on the hill, and he goes and faces a team in the Astros at home, and he gives up, I can't remember, he gets shelled in the first inning. He gives up like seven runs in the first inning, and the next week he retires. 
Yeah. You know, it's it just affects so many more things. Guys work their whole lives to get there. Right. I understand being a baseball fan, but, and that may be a little far-fetched. You know, I don't know how many situations there are like that, but, you know, if you just think back to the guy who is a professional baseball player who has worked his tail off to play the game that he loves, and because of somebody cheating and shelling him in one inning, you know, scoring seven runs off him because they know what pitch is coming every pitch. And then right. he feels like he's not good enough and quits and retires. That just that that story really kind of hit me. You know, Freddie Freeman's getting choked up during the video, and I'm like, man, that is tough. I wonder how many other instances there have been where people are like, what is wrong with me? You know, how are these guys beating us so bad? You know, right. But uh, I, not not to change the topic. No, you're good. But I just saw this, and this is kind of cool. We were talking about the legacy of Kobe Bryant to open the show. Uh, this is a four immediate release from the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Kobe's legacy transcends basketball, and our organization has decided that the number 24 will never be worn again by a Dallas Maverick. That's big time. Let that sink in. Hats off to the Dallas Mavericks, you know. And obviously, I like, you know, I'm a big Cuban fan. I like him. I think he's an outstanding owner. He's the kind of guy, you know, he's at every game. He mingles with people. Same kind of thing. Guy who came from nothing. He's a millionaire. He's humble. And, you know, I'm I'm almost 100% sure that Mark Cuban obviously probably had a lot to do with that. And hats off to that whole organization. That's, that's huge. I hope there's a lot of other teams that follow suit. Yeah, I don't want to get in on the Kobe stuff again. Well, I do because we should, but, you know, yeah, I know but just remember his legacy. God, I just so, can't get over that. I know, it's crazy. The, the Pelicans just smacked the Celtics, by the way. I was yeah, watching that game. Celtics are a team that – the Celtics took down somebody last week, didn't they? Yeah, who they – uh, who did they, they beat uh, someone by like 40. They put up like 140 points, 138 points. I can't remember who they played. I'm just now getting back into it. Might have been the Sixers. Sounds it wouldn't surprise me because the Sixers without Embiid are a different team. Right, they're kind of like a middle of the road team. Obviously, they got great players. You know, they got Jason Tatum and you know guys like that. But I was when they when they put up a forty spot on somebody that was pretty good. I'm like, whoa. The Bucks are forty and six. Giannis, man. I'm a big Giannis fan. I am jumping on that bandwagon. I am jumping on. I love my Bulls, you know, obviously. Yeah, the 18 and 30 Bulls. Yeah, Zach Levine and Lori Markkinen. I feel for you. I'm sorry. You're good players. We're terrible. (laughs) I'm jumping on the Giannis train. I'm jumping on the Giannis train. Well, my Pacers are 30 and 16, fifth in the East. I'll take that. I like yeah. to I like to you see him jump Austin. Fan. Just always remember you could. I used to be. I no, trust me. I used to be up until 2016. I was a Bulls fan. I'm not gonna lie. Only team I've ever left. And I'm gonna tell you why. Jimmy Butler, like him or hate him, his personality. I get it. Jimmy Butler is my favorite player in the NBA current, and they mm-hmm. traded him over Fred Hoiberg. I agree. That is why I'm no longer a Bulls fan. Bad move. Bad move on their part. Speaking of good bulls, or I guess good ex bull players, how about D Rose on a eleven game streak? 
20 plus yeah 20 plus good for him man that guy went through some stuff he went through some crap times and everybody counted him out i'm happy for that guy derrick rose the only thing i remember about derrick rose is 07 mvp derrick rose oh my gosh dude he was a monster and there was nobody in the league that could guard him i don't care nobody lebron tried that's what I'm saying. You put LeBron out on the perimeter on D Rose. He's too he's, slow. He's getting by you. I honestly, I, I honestly, I believe that. And I'm probably forgetting about somebody, you know, somewhere. But I really, in Derrick Rose's prime, I don't think there was anybody that could stop that man from scoring. I think there might have been one, and that'd what probably are you be say? something like Bruce Bowen or something dumb like that. <laughs> <laughs> No, I was going to say Allen Iverson if he'd have stayed. That's true. That's true. AI. Can't forget about AI, man. You know, we talking about practice. Say, we talking about practice. <laughs> that and Jim oh, Mora's man. playoffs. That, those. <laughs> I know. I love those rants. Those are my favorite. Playoffs? <laughs> talking about playoffs? <laughs> Can't even win a game, but a little playoffs. Yeah, that one, and then I like I like Herm Edwards too. Oh man, he's talking about playing to win the game. You play to win the game. <laughs> if that if that's what it takes to get you a head coaching job in the NFL, I'm in. I, I'm in. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't care what we do. We just got to play to win. <laughs> I, would love, I would love. I mean, oh man, there's a lot of good ones. Uh, what's another good one? I'm while we're on this, real quick. The Oklahoma State head football coach. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name. He went off on the media that one day about writing about, I think it was their quarterback at the at the time. I'm 40. I'm a yeah. man. I can come handle it. If you're going to come after him, come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> you don't come after some 18-year-old kid. <laughs> that was crazy. Those Who coach rants. Right? Yeah. That's a, yeah. That's see. That's what I like to see in a head coach. I'll tell you some uh, another good, probably one of my, probably my all time favorite coaching rants. Now, obviously, I'm gonna warn people because uh, there is some language involved. But Tommy Lasorda. Oh God. Has some has some of the best. Some of them baseball manager rants. Tommy Lasorda, Earl Weaver of the Orioles has got a couple good ones. Man, those are fun. Those are funny. Lou Pinello's got a few too. He when he was with the Yankees. Why do you remember Lou Pinello when he was in the Cubs? I do. When he was kicking dirt all over umpires, that was like his staple. He loved it. I honestly think he genuinely enjoyed it. <laughs> Just degrading umpires. Oh, he's licking his chops. Oh yeah, he messed that call up. I'm getting tossed today. I can't wait. <laughs> That's like Aaron Boone this year. My guys are savages in that box. I'm yeah. leaving out. Yeah. That video was because there's nobody. There was like an 11 o'clock game. Yeah. And there's nobody there. Yeah. Oh, man. Just because you're having a terrible start to this game. My guys are savages in that box. This guy's a good pitcher. My guys are savages. <laughs> oh, man. That video is a great one. Uh, yeah, that one's also got some language in it, so be prepared if you watch that one. 
Yeah, you know, we, you know, we're just gonna warn. We just want to warn you. Not that you guys would, you know, be offended, but we just want to warn you if you're gonna watch them uh, and baseball manager ones. There is some pretty, you know, there's some pretty vulgar language when it comes to the game of baseball and managers and ejections. <laughs> the uh, I'm going through the Illini schedule right now. We did that the other day, but yeah. Minnesota at home Thursday. Go out to Iowa to start February. Maryland at home. Michigan State at home. Rutgers out there. Penn State there. Nebraska here. Northwestern in Chicago. Indiana at home. Ohio State in Columbus. And then you end it with Iowa and Champaign. That Northwestern game, you know, not – I mean, they all – obviously, they all had me worried, but – I'm worried about, about every one of those. Right. The good thing about the Northwestern game is we talk about home court advantage being such a big thing. I mean, we always travel well. Especially yeah. in Chicago. Right. We always travel well when we go up there and play them, fan base-wise. So, hopefully, you know, that'll be something we can maybe piggyback off of momentum-wise because I'm going to tell you what, as we saw on Saturday – for so you know, for a game like basketball that has so many moving parts and so many things that have to go right in the Big Ten conference, you can't tell me that you go on a six, you know, eight oh run or whatever, you can ride that momentum. I mean Yeah. The, mo- yeah. the momentum is huge. Obviously I know execution and putting the ball in the rim basket and all that stuff. I mean, I'm telling you what, the couple times I've been to the State Farm Center I mean, you know, we go on an 8-0 run late to get up. I mean, that place is rocking. <laughs> Minnesota did not help us at all, by the way. They got beat by 20 that. today. I saw that. I was like, unreal. Uh, After, I mean, they've been playing really well, too. They've been playing just as good as anybody. I mean, they're 5-5. Five and five. Right, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you know, when you – they were four. What five, they've five, done four. in the last couple of weeks, I was like, "Whoa, these guys yeah. are starting to figure it out a little bit." Absolutely. Indiana, they laid a stinker against Maryland. I don't know how they lost that game. Same uh, kind of thing, you know. That's a team that was what I mean. I can't remember well, what they were for. They were like they're they five and three heading into today. Yeah, right. They were five and three, and then their three losses, obviously, all in the big. They were like. 13 and three overall there at one point, you know, yeah. I'm like, what? Ohio state being three and six after potentially being the number two stinker, in the country. Stinker. Three and six. Those poor guys. I'm plugging my nose talking about Ohio state. You want to hear the, you want to hear the bottom half of the big 10 as it sits on Sunday, Purdue, OSU, Michigan, Nebraska, Northwestern. That's the bottom half of the big 10. The top half, Illinois, Illinois, Michigan, Maryland, Rutgers. That's the top half. Michigan State. Yeah, and who's the very top? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'm going to tell you, Champagne was bumping last night. It was a fun environment to be in here, down here last night. Oh, I can't explain it. 
Well, it's good. It sounds like it was a good time. I'm glad you remember it enough. Everyone else was having. If you're having as good a time as everyone else, yeah. (laughs) You see the the pictures of the cams renovations? Yeah, and here's I got some thoughts on that. Oh, here we go. I can't wait. Maybe they should keep it closed for right now. No kidding. The Lion Eye Sports are hot. Yes. Yes. Ever since cams has closed. (laughs) <laughs> the sports and the yeah, specifically for the weekend we beat wisconsin football wise right yeah they closed that, that the when we beat wisconsin in memorial stadium that was the last night of operation for camps in the on the old spot they that was and we beat wisconsin <laughs> i was i was there burn it I, down the, the night that we beat Wisconsin, I went because that was the last night of cams. Jay, I'm six foot and about eh, pushing two, 280. I could not move. <laughs> I couldn't move to walk out the door. I couldn't move to go to the to the counter. I, I, I was stuck. <laughs> and it was like 3 a.m. Bars closed at 2. It was like 3 a.m. And I could not leave to get out. I was just stuck. Nobody was moving. You're like, I'm trying to get out of here. Let me go home. I just want to go. I wanted to go home like three hours ago. (laughs) I can't imagine what champagne was like after we beat Wisconsin. Not just champagne. Campus was. uh, You talk about a rompous atmosphere. That was a rompous atmosphere. And it was a fun, man. I got to be at that game, too, up in the box. That was. Hey, you were front and center. As soon as he hit, as soon as McLaughlin or McLaughlin, um, yeah, McLaughlin kicked that. You're not supposed to cheer as a member of the media, but man, that was tough. That one was hard. That was, I you're, really you're, had to hold my you're tongue. Neutral, you're neutral on the surface, but I mean, at heart, come on. Trust me, once I left there, technically clocked out for the day, who it was go time. <laughs> it was go. I like it. I like it. Uh, but yeah, no cams though. The, the renovations look good. I mean, it's in yeah. a new building, new spot. It looks, everything I've seen looks awesome. Yeah. It looks like a good looks. I mean, no ads, but free ads. It's just kind of funny. Like for those of you that are listening that haven't been to cams, if you would see like the side by side of what cams, you the comparison like and what it looks like now, you'd be like, there ain't no way that's the same place. There ain't no way. Yeah. The smell. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, that's one of the main reasons I couldn't go in there. You go in there for the nostalgia factor maybe once or twice. Right, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what it was. It was a once or twice thing, you know, every now and then. You take your picture next to the Alma in there and then right. you get out. <laughs> that's yeah. about what you do. I don't know. Cams is it's always it was, it's just weird. Ever since Cams closed their doors in that old spot, and now they're building. I don't know what they're building. I think they're building apartments in there, in that whole block there. But uh, ever since they closed their doors, Illini Revenue Sports took off. We beat Wisconsin that day. The Illini are now number one in the Big Ten. Maybe they should just wait a little while longer to hold, hold the ribbon cutting ceremony another month or so. See what happens here. Yeah, let's wait till March. Yeah, at least, at least late March. The uh, 
it's going to be fun though when they open. It's going to be nice to have that back. It's just not going to be the same, I think. Yeah, I'm eager to see the uh, the following that the new place gets. See if it's just as hype or not. Did you watch the Pro Bowl today? I watched a little bit of it, man. I'm going to be honest. I hope I don't make I hope I don't make anybody mad. That's probably my least favorite professional sport All Star game. Uh, the I didn't watch nothing, but. I saw that it was on. Turned it off. I watched. Yeah, I watched like two drives. I'm like, you know, I'm like, this is this is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> this is dumb. Yeah, like, what do I, what am I doing? You know, I. And it was such a nice day to go outside instead of sit there and watch it. They got to do. Something. I, I was talking. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Joel Kluber. Make it just a skills competition. Hundred percent skills competition. No game. Nothing. Have a dodgeball tournament have a skills position or skills uh competition for each position right. all those guys that got selected wide receivers linebackers defensive linemen offensive linemen who can eat the most hot wings on the offensive line i'd you know, pay to see it. i'd pay to watch that. that that's must see tv absolutely and then you know quarterbacks like the Kirk cousins deal that they did they skills competition throwing the ball who can have the best cat? I don't know how you would do it, but there's a way. And then just have one big giant dodgeball game, NFC versus AFC. Well, if that, they're gonna have they're gonna have Kirk Cousins on there. They better not put it on ESPN. They better put it on like Fox Sports or something, because we all know how primetime Kirk is throwing the ball when he's in front of the whole nation on TV. Yeah, yeah. We don't got to get into noise. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about plug your nose. Oh, oh. Man, that poor guy. Yuck. I mean, when your own receivers are coming down on you because you've been playing like that, who man? And a guy makes eighty million dollars a year. I know it's crazy. Guy makes eighty you know, million dollars a year to throw a ball and he can't even do it. You know, I'm not saying I'm pulling for the guy. You don't wish anybody to be bad at their livelihood, <laughs> but come on, man, come on. Uh, we'll talk about the Super Bowl on, uh, I don't want to get into that yet. Cause I got a bunch of stuff planned for that for you and I, when we talk about it, um, let's see the NHL all-star weekend took place. So Patrick Kane carried the central division and then all, it kind of all broke loose. I think that, well, that, that was, a, I didn't watch any of it. I just saw what on Twitter. Yeah, the NHL, I did watch a little bit of that one. The same kind of thing I was scrolling through. I didn't watch the whole thing, but always good to see the hometown guys in there. Kaner, I mean, Kaner's a legend. I think he will probably go down as one of the best at his position, you know, if he keeps up what he's doing. And, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, like saying this, bearing nothing terrible happens to him injury-wise. Obviously, that's probably as physical of a, of a sport out there other than rugby or, you know, anything like that. Bare knuckle boxing, I guess. But <laughs> there's some of that infused in the hockey. So I keep looking. I keep seeing Harrison Smith laterals to Fletcher Cox, who takes it 61 yards for a touchdown. What? I, I don't know. What? Speaking, <laughs> speaking of touchdown and, uh, and football and stuff, I saw on – FS1 the other day, a big time advertisement about the XFL starting in February. Oh, I, I, well, yeah, let's talk about that. I didn't even um, know that was a thing until I saw that ad. I'm like, wait, wait, what? I the, uh, heard some rumors about it, and they had done some other knockoff leagues 
essentially, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah, yeah, didn't really take off. And I'm like, I see this minute, excuse me, minute long commercial. I'm like, whoa. That that XFL, as much as they're promoing it, I hope it's not a big flop because how they've got it worked out to be, it's going to start right after the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah, so I think they said like uh, I don't know, like the eighth I, or something. Yeah, it's the following week. And I, I don't know. I, you know how every other league has a farm system, right? So you look at basketball, they have the G League. The MLB has the farm system, single A through triple A. The NFL doesn't have anything. So I don't understand how they couldn't work like the AAF when it was lasted three weeks there. And then uh, the NFL and the XFL work together to make like some kind of a farm system. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I mean, there's there's some notable names in here that Cardell Jones, yeah, that yeah, essentially didn't get as much of a a chance at the professional level, or they did, and maybe are coming back or whatever. But I mean, you got a guy like Aaron Murray. You know, he played he played quarterback at Georgia, a very good Georgia team. Yep. Connor Cook from Michigan State. Trent, it says Trent Richardson's in there. Trent, yeah, he is. I mean, Trent Richardson was a monster. I I really thought he would have a really good professional career in the NFL, and then, you know, obviously some stuff happened. But you talk about a big dude running the football. I'm I mean, trying to find the like football. a Derrick Henry-sized guy. Let's see. I'm going to look up how big. I, I don't even know how big he is. Trent Richardson. Rashard Davis. Well, maybe he's not that big. It says they only have him listed at 5'9". I thought he was bigger than that. 4'4", 4'40". Wish I could run the 40 and 4'4". That'd be fun. I run that to the refrigerator. Yeah. I'm right there behind you, bud. <laughs> everyone's asking what are your new year's resolutions you know what are you gonna do are you gonna do this are you gonna go to the gym i'm like uh, maybe i don't know start a new seafood diet you know see something on the counter and eat it <laughs> i'm trying to find who all <sighs> so what are the t it's st louis dc Houston, Tampa Bay, gosh. Are you saying, are you trying to find, like, notable players in the XFL? Yeah, I'm, I've got the draft, and I'm trying to find – trying to go through and just see, like, if anybody else catches my mind other than the ones we've named. You know, and – Yeah, I'm not seeing a ton. I mean, obviously, there's guys that – have I mean they've been in the NFL? I mean all the guys that are listed are have NFL jerseys on, you know, and they have in their picture here. Jalen Dunlap, he's from Illinois. He's a defensive back. Sterling Moore, Philip Walker, Landry Jones. I know Landry Jones was a quarterback for the Steelers. Yeah. He's in there. I mean, I mean, he didn't play a ton, but he got some time. Sammy Coates. I know Sammy Coates was a big wide receiver for Auburn. 
he um, he played in that 2014 national championship game, which I think 2014 was was that Cam's year. Was Cam? Yeah. There in 2014. Yeah, that was Cam. He sir. played with Newton. That was a good football team. I think, yeah, I see Cardell Jones now, and then we talked about, I mean, I think Trent Richardson's probably the, probably most well-known, recent, anyway. St. Louis Battlehawks, Dallas Renegades, Houston Roughnecks, New York Guardians, Los Angeles Wildcats, Tampa Bay Vipers, Seattle Dragons, D.C. Defenders, and then the Los Angeles Extreme. Dude, the Dallas Renegades, that logo is tough. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, whoa. Same with the Battlehawks. I mean, it's just simple, but it's got a lot going on. The Roughnecks, I get that. I get I, what that took me. That that took me just a second to understand. It's an oil rig, and they're called Roughnecks. Yeah, I I, I, I kind of looked at it. I thought it was going to be an Oilers type thing. Duh. It's a big duh moment for me. Aaron Murray, obviously, he was the – we talked about him, the Georgia quarterback. I mean, he threw for – and he's the all-time leader in passing yards in the SEC, I'm pretty sure. 13,000 passing yards in the SEC. Good Lord. 121 passing touchdowns. I mean, he played from, I think it was 2010 to, yeah, 2010 to 2013. What a, let's see. Who it is? I'm trying to find when the XFL disbanded. I don't know. How long did the XFL last? 2001, that was it. One year? Yeah. The first version of the XFL, a joint venture of WWE and NBC, lasted one season in 2001. That's crazy. How much money did the XFL lose? Oh, that old number there. Probably not good. The XFL's Vince McMahon's greatest financial failure after the league reportedly lost $70 million for the WWE and NBC. That's tough. $70 million. Oh. I wonder what that looks like in one room. That's crazy. I like looking at XFL arena football. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, did you see that McAfee is going to be the sideline reporter for most of those games, though? I did. Rightfully so, man. He's good at That's going to be electric. Like We're a big Pat McAfee podcast. He just brings a... The juice. Yeah, he just brings a certain vibe that is... I mean, his charisma and the way he talks about stuff. I mean, he he's fun to watch and listen to. Do you remember arena football? A little bit, not a ton. Went to a couple games. I know it's intense, man. If you, you ever can't, 
if you ever can't sleep at night, look up arena football highlights. It's crazy. You talk about hard-nosed football, you know, people worrying about concussions and people getting hurt. Go to an arena football game. They need to bring that back for the entertainment factor. Yeah, I mean, that was crazy. You talk about a sport where you more than likely have a short career. I know everybody kind of jokes that the NFL stands for not for long. But arena football, that is that was rough stuff. Yeah, it was. It was, uh, well, I guess Mark Cuban made the announcement for the Mavericks you were talking earlier. Mark Cuban said no player will ever wear number 24 again. I'm going to be kind of excited to see how that's going to pan out. Because I know there's going to be somebody saying he's not Jackie Robinson, which he what he did for the game was Kobe is not in off of the court. You know, Fox, this is going to be one idiot that says it. Fox 11 Los Angeles tweets four hours ago. Officials are asking people not to gather outside of the Staples Center due to the Grammys tonight. Are you kidding me? Can you believe that? That I, is the house that Kobe built. Those people will stand there as long as they want. There ain't nobody moving. I guarantee you that. There ain't nobody moving. First of all, the Grammys can sell out the Staples Center. I guess. I didn't know that many. I didn't know that many people cared about the Grammys. I know. I guess that's one of those things. I was like, yeah. Everyone's like, oh, the Grammys are on. I'm like, okay. (laughs) I mean, I'll I'll look and see who won what tomorrow morning. Right. Exactly. Huh. I didn't know. I, where did you Fox Eleven? Yeah, Fox Eleven, Los Angeles. It says alert. Officials are asking people not to gather outside of the Staples Center due to the Grammys tonight. That's crazy. I I mean I guess I understand. I mean actually no, I don't understand. That entire city is in a is under a rock right now. I mean, come on. I I can't believe they did that. I really can't. Huh. Wow. It's kind of hard not to talk about that. I I know, right? The Kobe stuff. It's so crazy. <laughs> I just had a funny thought popped in my head. What if the XFL and arena football merged? Whoa. I guess it's not that entertaining as I thought made it out to be in my head. Oh, so yeah, that's. I'm, I'm with... You good? Hi. Yeah. Yeah. Why? What's up? Oh no! I just heard like you fell over. <laughs> oh no! I don't know. Maybe I touched the. I might have touched the microphone or something. 
those. Got to give some love to the other people on that helicopter too. Yeah, I'm seeing a whole bunch of other like JUCO. Yeah. What's the JUCO thing I just read or saw? Well, Michigan baseball came out with a. Yeah, I saw that. That's OCC. I don't know what OCC stands for. John out the belly. His wife Carrie and daughter Alyssa also passed away. So obviously other people involved, you know, same thing goes out to their families too. OCC, that guy was Orange Coast College Baseball is what OCC, he, that's where he was at. Gotcha, gotcha. He must have played or started his coaching career at Michigan. Because I, I found that article. So he's affiliated with Michigan somehow. Unless Michigan just retweeted it. Trifly so. Right. Kobe Bryant. Alicia Keys already. Uh, Alicia Keys, a singer, obviously, at the Grammy. Just giving Kobe a shout out. Good. She said, we're literally standing here heartbroken in the house that Kobe Bryant built. See, nobody wants to be doing anything tonight, man, rightfully so. Yeah, I agree. I think the NBA should have just postponed all the games that were scheduled for tonight. That's what I mean. I thought it, I thought it made sense, but. Yeah, it's just a sad time. Like, very sad. Like, you scroll through Twitter or any social media, that's all that's... Oh, it's everywhere. Should be. The Chiefs channel Big Red as they head to Miami. Oh. <laughs> uh oh you obviously found something good. They all look like Andy Reid. <laughs> <laughs> Travis, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. Who's that? That's Tyreek Hill. They Darren all have Will- Andy Reid's face on them. No, they're just all wearing red, and the offensive lineman walking behind Andy Reid look just like him. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh man, that that that's that's I that, that's a laugh you need to have right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Dwayne Wade just dropped a... I'll listen to that when we get done to avoid copyright infringements. Yeah, I saw the same thing. There's a lot, of, a lot of stuff coming out. I got some trivia. Ooh, I've, I've been thinking about that trivia stuff. Got I've been... Pulling the dock back up. I've been waiting for that. Well, let's go ahead and answer it ourselves. Just because I don't know when the next episode it could be Wednesday or it could be Thursday when you and I record. We'll have an episode for Friday, but I don't know what day it'll be when we record. It all depends on if I go that Illini game or not. And okay. obviously, obviously what you got going. Uh... Where was it? I had it pinned. 
Where is it? There it is. This is for you and I. All right, what, what sport did astronaut Alan Shepard play on the moon in 1971? It was baseball, wasn't it? Negative. It's golf. Golf. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah. This and is between golf. Up another L for Jay. Oh, you got last week's. Jim oh, yeah, Marshall. I guess I, I guess I did get lucky. Yeah, was, the choices were golf, skiing, bowling, or archery. Dude went skiing on the moon. Archery. That'd probably be nuts in space. <laughs> Shoot an arrow that's still flying. And then you come home 30 <laughs> years later, it's still going somewhere. <laughs> Be like, yeah, I shot an arrow. It's probably 300 million light years away by now. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to read about what he did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. On February 6, 1971, Alan Shepard pulled out a makeshift six iron. He had smuggled on board Apollo 14 and hit two golf balls on the lunar surface, making him the first person to play golf on the moon. He had to play the shot one-handed because of the space suit he was wearing. One-handed six iron. <laughs> that takes some skills. You imagine how wild it would be to be an astronaut. I I can't. I couldn't even imagine it'd be. It'd be crazy. We're just big chilling on the moon. Yeah. Think about the uh, think about the following you'd have on Snapchat. You were sending people pictures of Earth <laughs> from the moon. Like, yo, what's up? My first, question, my first question is, where are you going to get the service? Oh, I mean, you got to be close to a satellite up there somewhere, right? I don't know. Yo, me and the boys Houston, sitting Houston, on the moon. have a problem, I have no cell service up here. Get it fixed. How am I going to put this on the gram? Smartest people in the world. You got to find a way so I can put this up on Instagram. <laughs> I just snorted. <laughs> I'm, cry- I'm I'm actually crying. Oh, where else are you going to get this content? Nowhere. That's what I'm saying. Um, send, a, send an arrow into the outer space. <laughs> my, my, what happened? If you that arrow would happen to get back into orbit, <laughs> that'd that be nuts. <laughs> yeah, it, it'd burn up, wouldn't it? <laughs> hey, everybody over the entire North American continent, Look be careful! <laughs> I shot a couple arrows your way. <laughs> There's a singular 36 inch arrow that could be falling any day. You're probably right. It probably would burn up, but if it didn't burn up, you wouldn't want. Yeah. That's a game of arrow roulette that I would not want to be involved in right there. It'd be crazy. Oh. <laughs> it's so hard to look at Twitter right now, man. God. I can't do it. I can't do it. Like I know, I just I don't I don't want to think about it. I really don't. Like I want to scroll through Twitter, right? Because that's kind of what we do here. We're trying to get stuff to talk about, but the only thing that 
we talked about it already and I can't just the legacy that he left. I don't know. Oh yeah. He affected so many people, so many people, even if it's not just in North America either, it's worldwide. I mean, he helped transform the NBA to what it is in China. If you, in, in India where the NBA is growing in those two countries, him lebron curry all those guys have their hand in it yep for sure but when they go play those games overseas like typically preseason games if you look at the the common jersey that's being worn it's just all kobe jerseys yeah i mean think about it you know you crumple up a piece of paper and you shoot it towards a trash can. Kobe. Kobe. I'm glad I. I'm glad I'm not the only one that does that still. Oh man! Don't let anyone lie to you. There's people that don't even watch basketball that do that. It, and it's crazy to think that the people that do that and have don't watch or have no idea what that even means. I know they they, they don't understand the significance behind it. But I guess, you know, that's something like I was saying earlier that I guess I kind of took for granted and what he what he left, the legacy that he left. You know, it's Absolutely. just I, I you didn't you just don't think about that stuff. Cause he was forty one years old. Same with Arch, thirty nine years old. You just don't think about any of that. Yeah, that never and a scenario like that is nowhere near you know, even being thought up, you know, because it just seems so so surreal. What else we got? Um, how many days out are we from pitchers and catchers reporting? I'm pretty sure it is the beginning of February. It's like two weeks, ain't it? I think. Let's see. Is it? Is it the Monday it's after the 12, Super Bowl? I think. Pitchers and catchers, I think it's they yeah, I looked it up. It is the twelfth. Pitchers so, and catchers report spring training on February twelfth. Rest of the squad reporting February seventeenth. We're a week and a half out. Well, two full weeks. Two full weeks out for pitchers and catchers. Three full weeks of uh, I guess it's kinda different for everybody, but I know the first day people show up i guess is the 11th yeah that mlb kind of lists each team's some you know most of most people are the 11th some are the 12th some are the 13th nobody passed the fourth or the 13th excuse me do you have the list up of the exact dates yeah when do the cubs report cubs tuesday february 11th about the white Sox. White Sox, Tuesday, February 11th. So the Cubs and the Sox, both Chicago teams report on the same day, huh? That's going to be a fun day for me. Heck yeah. It's going to be busy. Are the the Cardinals the same day too? The Cardinals are, let's see here. Yep, they are. The 11th. Tuesday the 11th. I got to get my fantasy baseball pool going. 
Ooh. You ever do you one of those? Nope. Oh, it's tough. It's hard. I feel like the amount of Overwatch that you have to have on your team and the you know consistent moves, depending on if a guy gets scratched from a start or gets hurt or whatever, I feel like it'd be kind of nuts. That's something that you literally have to watch every day. I mean, every 20, 30 minutes even. That's crazy. I won my league last year out of sure luck. You won it? Yeah, out of sure luck. Hey, you'd rather be, that's like I would say, you'd rather be, I'd rather be lucky than good any day of the week. Oh, come on. Uh Uh-oh. What? Right-handed reliever Brandon Kinsler has agreed to a one-year, $3 million deal with the Miami Marlins. No kidding. (sighs) (laughs) Are you kidding me? What? What? That's C-Sheck? Kinsler. Cleaning house. Oh. Brian we don't Smith. have a we don't have a bullpen. Brian Smith. Who are we gonna rely on? Brandon Morrow? Pedro Strope? Does Brandon Morrow even have a right arm anymore? <sighs> oh that just that Brandon Morrow, that's gotta be that has that, to that, go down as one of the biggest busts. That is the worst signing. You know what I think? I think the Cubs should never got rid of Wade Davis. There you go. I when they later. when they got Davis at the uh, the All Star break from Colorado, I can't was it two years ago? I seriously don't think they should have let him go. But we have Craig Kimbrell. With the way that Kimbrell ended his season last year, yeah, that's true. That makes me nervous. Now, now, now we don't have C. Shack because he's on the south side, or Kimbrel or uh, Kinsler. And then you yeah. don't go, you don't go after any big market reliever. That's a like you don't, you don't go after Zach Britton last year at the deadline. You don't go after who else? Will Smith from Pittsburgh, not the actor. Um, what are the Cubs even doing? I mean, we we're about to lose Chris Bryant. Javi Baez. I don't think he's staying. I really don't. He'll He'll probably end up in Atlanta for a year. He's well. He can play in Chicago this year because they just gave him an eighteen million dollar something. I don't know settlement. I guess. I honestly, I would not be surprised to see him test out the free agent market, honestly. Tom Ricketts not allowing Theo to spend any money is worse than what you're dealing with in St. Louis. It's way worse. Because look what we had in 16. It started in 15. Look what the Cubs had. Won it in 16. Had the opportunity to win two or three more because they had everybody locked up under contract. Right. And then what happened? It just all fell apart. Not no mo. I know this is great for you, but this is just ruining my my afternoon. 
not great for me. Don't lie. You don't, don't go shaking. My, I don't like to see my Cub fans angry. You, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll give you Mosaic if you want him. Oh, uh, you can you can keep him. Yeah. You know how many days I stared at my phone with a Nolan Arenado notification every two hours? There's still a rumor saying that he might still end up on the north side. I know he's not going to be in Colorado. Yeah, he's done. He's done with the Rockies. Especially with what he just said about their front office. Mm-hmm. Said it's a nightmare. Ah, the Cubs are just going to be so disappointing to watch. And I wonder, I'm going to clear the air right now. I'm not hopping on the White Sox because they're good. I've watched them the last four or five seasons. So, clearing the air again before I get any flack. Don't get me wrong. I think the White Sox would be a good team. I don't, you know, I I think it's very far-fetched to say that they're going to make a significant amount of noise. Oh, really? I think... I think in two years they will be extremely good. This year they will be a good team. Don't get me wrong. I think they'll win 85 games. Oh, I hope. I think they'll win 85 games. You know, saying none of the pitching staff goes down or anything crazy like that. But in two years, I I, I expect I think they'll make a run. Well, look what the Cubs did in 15. It's kind of the same model. True. Very true. And they, they got, I won't say lucky, but a lot of things lined up for that team to get to the championship series. Mm-hmm. And then Daniel Murphy had to ruin it all. But The Cub killer. And then he comes to the Cubs. <laughs> he beats them and then joins them. I guess he kind of goes against the phrase, can't beat them, join them, just beat you, then I'll come join you because I feel sorry yeah. for you. That's exactly right. So, I don't know. The Cubs are – Done. Done chain them before the season even starts. That's coming from a Cub fan. You sound like a true Cub fan counting your team out before uh, pitchers and catchers report. <laughs> That's how you know I'm a true Cub fan, though, right? That is true. Uh, well, we've been in this now for an hour and 46 minutes uh, once again. Uh, Jay, you said it about halfway through. Appreciate everybody listening. Don't forget to hit that uh, like button. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us. Um, we're trying to make up for not having an episode on Thursday, but uh, or Friday. Uh, but I think uh, that's probably going to about do it for us today. Once again, hearts go out to Kobe Bryant, his wife and daughters and family, as well as the NBA community. Um, Robert Archibald, hearts go out with him. It's been a fun episode. We're going to have to do another one of these soon. Maybe not necessarily an hour and 45 minutes, but, you know, these longer episodes are nice. I like them just because we can sit back and just kind of roll through what we're doing. So, Yeah, good stuff. Always good stuff. Just like you said, thanks to everybody tuning in. Promote it where you can if you if you want. Tell your friends about it. That's what share, I'm saying. Heck yeah. Get us on the map. Share us, us on Facebook. Get us out there. Help JNA out quite a bit. We're trying to do a lot of good things. There's a lot of big things coming. This is only our fifth episode, but a lot of big things coming with this show. I want to take it and launch it off of the moon. You know, that's kind of the goal that I have. And I know Jay does too. Jay is gracious enough to help me out. So, as I say, don't forget to tell your friends, share it on all the social media platforms. 
download it, like us, give us a review. Don't forget to hit that five stars if you think we're worthy of it. Jay, any closing comments? No, man. Like you said, hearts out to the, the sports world and obviously the families. And we got to give some love to that baseball coach as well from uh, out west. I know there's been plenty of uh, plenty of people tweeting about him as well and his wife and daughters. So uh, a little bit of a, uh, a, a dark day in the sports world, but. You know, when it comes to sports, there's no better all-around family, and everyone's gonna, you know, come together, and we're gonna support those families, and we're we're gonna get through it. So, absolutely. Well, appreciate everybody sticking around with us. Once again, tough day, but you know, it's gonna be fun to watch this week, and not only Jay and I talking about Kobe, but everybody else as well. Just remembering what he did, uh, especially like you said, just everybody on that plane that was involved. There's multiple people that are. Uh, passed away too soon so jay i think that's gonna do it for us today i'll talk to you thursday man sounds like a plan we'll see you